sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the Good drink evening. Happy Easter. Happy April Fool's Day. And welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design and Designer Rehab in St. Louis Park. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday evening with some booze and conversation, as usual, each week right here on AM 950 and via podcast. Drink in the Style features conversations with guests from the world of interior design, architecture, art, and other such associated industries, while enjoying a cocktail created by our good friend, Jordan Morris from Mill Valley Kitchen. Jordan, welcome back. Thank you very much, Greg, and a happy Sunday to you, too. Well, thank you so much. This is an exciting day in Mill Valley is probably hopping uh, on Easter Sunday. Yes, uh, brunch is uh, on Easter. We, we get very busy. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Our guest this uh, evening is Colleen Cleave, designer and owner of Double Vision Design Studio, an appropriately named uh, design company for this broadcast. Colleen, welcome to Drink in the Style. Thank you, Greg. Happy Easter to you guys. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to do this. <laughs> We're excited to have you on board. Do have you guys? Uh, did you do Easter egg hunts? Do you have Easter bunnies, Cadbury cream eggs? Are we sugar hide? Anything like that? <laughs> well, my kids certainly are. Unfortunately, I'm a little busy with the the mayhem at the restaurant, but we'll be catching up shortly. I can only imagine. <laughs> you know, when we first uh, had our first daughter, Sophia, um, I remember we uh, we let her eat as much chocolate as she wanted out of her Easter basket. And my wife, Christina, and I were saying, you know, why do parents always have to stop kids from having fun? Let her just go in. And you know what? She'll stop eating when she's sick of the candy. And I'll tell you. Uh, chocolate puke is not easy to clean up. No. <laughs> <laughs> we did learn why parents sometimes yeah. stop their kids. Well, the, you, you might have had some positivity coming out of that. We've experimented with that myself with Halloween or Easter, um, you know, sometimes trying to ration it ourselves or just like, well, let's let them learn a lesson and see what happens. So mm -hmm. they still love candy. We haven't taught them anything. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> not that like smoking thing they used to do on TV where, you know, smoke until you can't take it anymore and you'll never smoke. Now with chocolate, you know, you just keep eating the chocolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Nevertheless, well, as we said, it is April Fool's Day as well as Easter Sunday. Um, and I would also point out, by the way, that it's my mother's birthday on April 1st. Happy birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Happy birthday, Mom. Sharon Rich back in Buffalo, New York. Um, she never appreciated being born on April Fool's Day, but <laughs> I guess what can you do? We don't get to choose that. Nope. All right. So we have a really cool drink concept that we're going to be delving into. Now, Colleen, uh, before the show, of course, we were talking a little bit about Double Vision and about your love of vodka. My love of vodka, Stoli vodka in particular, is the only one I drink. Um, my background story on that is kind of fun. On vacation many years ago, in Marco Island, I uh, I was taught how to drink Stoli on ice out of the freezer, and I never looked back. Was it straight Stoli? Just... It was straight Stoli then when we were walking the beach, but it's not anymore. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Most of the summer, I, I drink just yeah. vodka water yeah. is, is my go-to. I keep it pretty clean, vodka soda, but yeah. I call, I call the vodka water the everlasting cocktail. You just pour in vodka, you fill it with some water. You fill it up a little bit more water every now and then just to temper it. And then when, you know, the kids aren't looking or something like that, you reload the vodka and nobody's ever the wiser. Yeah, you don't have to even put it in a coffee cup. No, exactly right. You're exactly right. It can be in a water yeah. glass. Except if the kids come by and, and have a quick sip, although right. they've, they've learned not to try that. So, all right, Jordan. Uh, Colleen is a lover of Stoli Vodka. She is a uh, 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 owner of a company called Double Vision. Tell me what you have created in her honor. Well, we have created a cocktail that's so refreshing and so easy to drink that it's a bit dangerous. You might drink so many without even realizing it that you begin to have double vision. <laughs> so, uh, so we made a vodka uh, vodka cocktail um, with a little bit of that inspiration, and not featuring uh, Stoli today. I do love Stoli, but of course, um, with the creative mind. I have I always have to break some rules and play around and deviate from from the norm. There, uh, we are featuring uh, Prairie Organic Cucumber Vodka. Mm, so we're going to be making a cucumber Collins with Prairie Organic Cucumber Vodka. Like I said, fresh squeezed lemon juice, a little simple syrup, some muddled cucumbers to really embellish that cucumber, and we're going to garnish it with a 
big sprig of fresh mint. So it's Easter Sunday, spring is, is here. We're thinking fresh and crisp and, and bright flavors. I love it. Absolutely love it. This is going to be delicious. And with prairie, since it's organic and natural, we know that this is going to be a pure infusion of the cucumber rather than cucumber flavoring or something like exactly. that. Exactly. And it is Minnesota as well. So we're supporting local, supporting organic, and even when we're indulging, we're, we're doing the right thing here. Prairie also, I've heard, uh, uses a citric acid as a stabilizer. Uh, do you know anything about that? Or I honestly do not. It's, uh, yeah, it's one of the few, I think, that actually does that. And that's also beneficial because they say it gives you less of a hangover. Oh. That's always good. Very good. Well, this <laughs> is definitely going to be a nice, crisp uh, cocktail, uh, vodka and soda. A lot less tendency to give you a hangover than those darker alcohols. So this, will, this was a very sessionable cocktail. I love it. And it's going to give you double vision. You're going to keep drinking it. Because yeah, you're not going to realize that there's two full ounces of Prairie Vodka here. Uh, yeah, and so to make this cocktail, you're just going to need a cocktail shaker, a mixing glass, and a strainer, and a muddler. So I've got four slices, thick slices of cucumber in the cocktail glass right now. I'm going to begin by muddling that now. While Jordan is muddling, I uh, want to remind you that the recipe, ingredients, and directions for this cocktail can be found online at www.drinkinthestyle.com. You'll also see an image of the finished product and be able to listen to the broadcast as well as previous episodes. He's now adding the cucumber vodka. Two ounces. Two ounces. Double jigger that you've got there. Yeah. And one ounce of simple syrup. Equal parts sugar and water. Homemade? Homemade, of course. Excellent. I think some companies do sell it, but play around. It's really fun and easy to make your own simple syrups, and you can have a lot of fun with different flavors as well. And you use like a cane sugar or something rather than like a... Yep, and for like darker spirit cocktails, I'll us usually use uh, Demerara. It's just like pure sugar cane juice, so it's going to have a little bit of that caramely uh, notes to it. It has a little more body. That's fantastic. Unrefined. And so one ounce of lemon juice as well. And we are going to shake with ice. All right. This is the audio theater part of our program with the shaker. As we uh, tune in and hear the ice being uh, being shaken around as the cocktail cooks in the parlance of uh, bartending. I do love that sound. All right. He's mixing it up. Now, you're not using any emulsifier other than the lemon juice, which wouldn't be considered an emulsifier, would it? Uh, no, not an emulsifier, but when we do shake the cocktail, it does emulsify a little bit. So anytime uh, in a cocktail you're going to add uh, citrus juice or something like that, you're going to want to shake it. Whereas a very spirit-forward cocktail, like an old-fashioned, that you're not trying to agitate as much. You want a nice, clean, uncloudy cocktail, and you're going to stir gently. But right now, we want this to mix really well. We're straining this over ice into a tall Collins glass. Very excited to taste my drink. This looks really good. It's delicious. And we've got about two inches on top for about another two ounces of the very effervescent club soda. <laughs> <laughs> we almost had a serious technological yeah. problem here as the microphones became drenched in. I feel like everyone's learned that soda. lesson. Oh, this is looking good. All right. And then, of course, uh, our garnish, very floral mint. So nice, fresh, bright green mint. And we'll do, we're going to wake it up a little bit. There's all these natural oils in the mint, so we want those to be very floral and really catch you because whenever you smell it, it's really you're tasting it as well. So we're just going to give it a little slap, a little roll in the hand. And releasing that, I mean, already this, is, this must be really fresh mint because the studio, we can just delicious. smell it. It's delicious. And Jordan is holding the cocktail up for our Facebook viewers uh, as, we, uh, as we stream, but that looks absolutely beautiful. Delicious. Absolutely beautiful. All right, so we have the double vision awaiting uh, sampling. Colleen, how does it look to you? It, it looks like summer in a glass. I'm very excited to try it. May I? No. No. We're going to make you sit and stare at it until we come back from the break. I can smell it. I can see it. A big un unveiling. I'll make a couple more for the rest of us Sounds here. Good. All right. I mean, it looks it looks uh, uh, really great. I can see the uh, the effervescence of the soda. And I didn't notice. I'm sorry, but did you just top it off with the club soda? Or did you stir it once you put the club soda in? You know, when you with the, when you add the straw, just give it a little gentle mix. Uh, but I didn't. You don't have to shake it or do an aggressive stir at all. 
Excellent. All right. I mean, this is a great-looking cocktail, and this is going to be perfect as we move into summer, um, which eventually will come, uh, I'm told, and, and have been promised. Um, however, so, Jordan, this cocktail is going to be available at Mill Valley Kitchen uh, yes. this week as well, correct? Yep. available right now, and it's going to be on our cocktail list, and we'll feature it on some cards as well, and it'll be available at half price during our happy hour, which is 3 to 6 and 9 to close, Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. 3 to 6, 9 to close at Mill Valley Kitchen. And again, Mill Valley Kitchen is located at? Uh, 3906 Excelsior Boulevard, right on the corner of France and Excelsior in St. Louis Park. Awesome. All right, well, this cocktail is going to be an absolute delight uh, to try. Uh, Colleen, when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking uh, about the cocktail. We're going to be talking a little bit about vision impairment. Uh, we're going to be working on our vision impairment uh, as well. Um, but I'd like to remind you very quickly that uh, you are listening to Drink in the Style right here on AM 950, uh, the voice of progressive radio in Minneapolis. One quick question before we go to break, by the way, Jordan. Have you ever experienced a Salt cave? No, but I've been meaning to. How about you, Colleen? I have not. I would like to recommend to both of you guys that you stop by Salt Salon and Spa in St. Louis Park or check them out at experiencesalt.com. It is an actual salon, of course. They have massage, they have hairstyling, but they have a salt cave. This is a room that literally the walls are built of salt. The floor, granulated pink salt. It is a delight, and uh, I would highly recommend you check them out. All right, uh, Drink in the Style will be back after just a moment. Again, Drink in the Style brought to you by Designer Rehab, exceptional overstock clearance and closeout furniture, brought to you by Habitation in Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Strumming my six with all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists, Warner Stellion. Is it time to downsize, but don't know where to start? Give the House Geeks with Bricks Real Estate a call. We're experienced in making this process as easy as possible. Whether it is help with pricing your home, assistance in finding movers, or any of the other professionals you might need to get your home sold, we're here for you. Take the worry away by giving us a call today at 612-207-5388. That's 612-207-5388 or online anytime at housegeeks.com. Do yourself a favor and check out the amazing cuisine of EatLocalMinnesota.com. More than just a website, EatLocalMinnesota.com provides you with the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities. The award-winning Hazel's Northeast combines the feel of a small-town diner with the vibrant nature of its Northeast Minneapolis neighborhood. Whether it's breakfast, lunch, weekend brunch, or dinner, their classically inspired and creatively prepared American comfort food is always made from scratch. Hazel's Northeast at 29th and Johnson in Northeast Minneapolis. EatLocalMinnesota.com the dedicated staff at Nightingale Restaurant take pride in presenting a thoughtful and delicious approach to food and drink, whether you're visiting for dinner, happy hour, or brunch. Their focus on made-from-scratch meals using sustainable and local ingredients is likely to make Nightingale your go-to spot for inspired food and drinks. Nightingale, Lindell and 26th in Minneapolis. Crazy about pets? We are too. The Pet Connection Show is a great venue for fun, informative, and creative conversations about pets. Join myself, Kathy Menard, and Dr. Nicole Parole, along with guests who are leaders in the dynamic and growing pet industry, as we discuss healthcare, relationships, behaviors, and even political issues as they relate to our pets. So come, sit, stay for the Pet Connection Show, Sundays 11 a.m. to noon on AM 950 Radio, the progressive voice of Minnesota. 
We're here in this new neighborhood to talk about the American dream. Looking good, boys. A dream that Navy Federal Credit Union wants to help you celebrate with a mortgage that you won't lose sleep over. Navy Federal offers 100% financing, no private mortgage insurance, and even no money down on a variety of conventional and VA loans. So start living your dream today. Subject to approval, 100% financing loans include an additional funding fee. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information. Open to the armed forces, the DOD, veterans, and their families. Federally insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. Welcome back to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Minneapolis's coolest furnishing store and design studio, Habitation Furnishing and Design in St. Louis Park. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and our guest this evening is Colleen Cleave. Colleen Cleave is the owner of Double Vision, which is, coincidentally, the name of the cocktail that we're enjoying uh, as we speak, which is a cucumber-infused vodka-based cocktail served in a Collins glass. Uh, Jordan, this looks absolutely amazing. Thank you very much. It's, I'm looking forward to it, too. The fact that you make us always wait for the grand unveiling is, is a little bit of a tease. So we're all sitting here staring at this cocktail during smelling commercial it. break. Yes. I know, right? We're it's, smelling this one. It's anticipation. It's all about anticipation. It's also the test of whatever that, remember that psychological test that they did with kids about how long can they can they sit in front of a piece of candy or a marshmallow right. or something? <laughs> <laughs> right. To see how long, yeah. I'm surprised. I didn't think either one of you could really. I grabbed my glass twice, but I. You did, <laughs> I smelled it. I didn't taste it. I wasn't going to tell on you. I was going to let you do it. I smelled it. And the smell is amazing. And normally, Jordan, you were saying that there should probably be a straw to go with this, but we don't have any straws. So we're going to be drinking directly out of the glass, which means that the mint is going to be even more pronounced. It should be even more amazing. So, Colleen, this cocktail was designed specifically for you and your organization. So you may now partake. Thank you so much. I feel so honored. It smells, I'm sure it tastes as well. It's. Couldn't finish the thought. Had to, to no, drink. No, sorry. I, I wanted to. I wanted to finish that and be true to it. It's amazing. It tastes as wonderful as it smells. It's delicious, and it smells like spring. Just gonna say. It really does. Uh-huh. And uh, Jordan, you're gonna get to uh, give this a try. And Brett, the voice in the box, our producer. Also uh, has a cocktail. We'll be enjoying this as well. Now, Jordan, of course, has tried this in the past. Jordan, tell us what is the big difference that you're tasting in this cocktail versus a normal, you know, Collins vodka-based cocktail? Well, a a classic Collins you can't go wrong with. It's just it's a light, refreshing um, uh, soda uh, style drink. Uh, But this one, it's the aroma. Uh, The the cucumbers there, you know, cucumber Collins, but the the mint is just really blowing up there and I really love aromatic drinks and so all winter long I, I start, I'm drinking you know brown spirit based drinks but now it's spring is officially here I switch over to lighter more refreshing cocktails that are designed for the patio and for enjoying with with light flavored food as well yeah no there's no doubt this fits the bill uh, Brad what are your thoughts I love this too yeah it tastes very much kind of like spring summer it it almost tastes like it should be healthy, even though it's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly again. Yeah, I could I could jog with this. It, with this in the exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, it this smells is... like the farmers market. Oh, it does. You're right. I, when you walk through the farmers market, it smells like that to me on a summer morning. It's delicious. Wow. Thank you, a, Jordan. You're very welcome. Seriously, the double vision I think is going to be a major hit at exactly. Mill Valley. Well, that's what I mean. You can easily drink several of these to. <laughs> To the point where you get double vision because I can't taste any of the alcohol at all. Yeah, seriously, there's there's no question, and yet you're not hiding it behind again, as I've ranted before, not hiding it under like a bunch of soda pop or or overwhelming you know sweet cocktail. Sugar and carbonation, right? This has got I mean it's got some it's got simple syrup in it, yeah. so it's sweet, but it's not too sweet, and it just it it tastes like a like a good old fashioned lemonade mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned uh, this is a great patio sipper. Now, you guys are uh, just about at Mill Valley to open your patio, correct? Yeah, well, at least we're going to get all the furniture ready to go here. Uh, I'm going to enjoy a nice day off tomorrow. But then back at it on Tuesday, and we are going to get all of our patio furniture uh, ready, sanded, and start building our trellises again uh, to give it that fun and close kind of secret garden feel on the patio. I've got 32 seats, and uh, I know we on the commercial break, me and Craig, uh, Greg here were haggling over uh, getting some additional furniture 
furniture out there. You need to have a, a low seating area. You've got your tables, you've got your dining space. That's absolutely great. But you've got that perfect area where you come right into it when you walk out of the restaurant. Because for those folks who haven't been to Mill Valley, the back wall almost completely opens up. Or the, mm -hmm. there's the glass doors that open up. And then you walk through this trellis area and onto the patio. You need to have some seating in there. So people can just sit, relax, maybe do a little people watching, enjoy a double vision. Exactly. <laughs> it's 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 a must-have. I, so. I think we can figure something out. There's there's some great opportunity there to to continue to expand upon it. I mean, in Minnesota, our, our window is so small to enjoy the patio season, but but boy, do we get after it, and so we have to have a an exceptional patio. So that's definitely our goal here every every year is to what can we do to make our patio that much more appealing. It's one of the first things that uh, that my wife and I noticed when we moved to Minnesota twenty. 25 years ago was that boy you know when you have such a short season Minnesotans really know how to take advantage of it and the best thing being I mean how many people take off on Fridays in the summer more here than in New York or anywhere else that we've necessarily been it becomes and it's it's so acceptable which is mm -hmm. even better I mean you don't expect to do business on a Friday it's afternoon it's a four day work week you better get it in on Thursday before <laughs> noon or you're not going to get it done exactly and don't expect to beat uh, afternoon rush hour on no. Friday no. no it'll always start before you're ready starts to even Thursday get out of it. at 4 yeah right Right. Absolutely true. And it's all northbound. Yes. Everybody heading up oh, yeah. north, yep. without a doubt. But uh, except those of us who live out by Minnetonka, and then we're just heading west and getting ready to uh, drop the boat in the water and enjoy the fun of Big Island or something like that. It's so close. I can't wait. Yeah. You know, that's another thing. You can batch this drink, can't you? This you would sure be can. a uh, great option for absolutely. that. Absolutely. I would just uh, wait until the last second to pour in the soda. The carbonation there, which is very easy. Last little touch there. But yeah, you could absolutely muddle... Um, the, the cucumber and add the, the citrus juice and the syrup all ready to go. It would be great. So tell me, yes. Colleen, does the double vision reflect the style and concept that is the design studio of double vision? You know, double doesn't cut it. <laughs> <laughs> so my tagline is all things design. Uh, I can definitely tell you more about that. Uh, I, I have a great staff who everything from abstract artists to fashion merchandising to interior design, and we kind of cover all things design. So it's more than double, mm -hmm. but I thought that was a simple, clean way to get the message across. And I do like it. I mean, and, you know, as we were saying, so double vision, you have your vision, you're the designer. Right. You have your client's vision. You've got to bring those together, right. possibly blur them a little bit. Uh, in between, and uh, it makes it makes a good deal of sense. It does. It does. People sometimes, I shouldn't say sometimes, often question where the name came from, and you know, it just it works. We have multiple sources of design in my business, so I feel like if you have a design question or a design project, we can help you. No question about it. And again, when we come back from the break, we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, details associated with your style and what your thoughts are on trend and, and the blending of visions, if you will. Sure. Hopefully by then we're going to have a little bit of blur, uh, blurred <laughs> vision. And what's the line, by the way, that uh, Dean Martin used to use? Lady, do I look blurry to you? Because you really look blurry to me. <laughs> through that. Yeah, it doesn't work that way, but nevertheless. Outstanding. All right. Well, once again, a quick reminder that you are listening to Drink in the Style with me, Gregory Rich, right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We'll be back in a moment, and we'll be talking with Colleen Cleave about mixing old and new and trends in the interior design business. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about her love of, uh, of visuals, colors, and uh, it's going to be a fun conversation. Be sure to come back and uh, join us. You're listening to Drink in the Style. Back with you right after these words. I start to spend my money calling everybody honey and wind up singing the blues. I spend my whole paycheck on some old wreck. And brother, I could name you a few. But I gotta get drunk and a show. The Spring St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, will be running April 27th, 28th, and 29th. This is a must-do experience that you will love. 
Over the weekend, you'll have the chance to explore a wide variety of art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries, hosting over 350 artists. Up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. The Art Crawl sprawls over 34 locations. Join the Art Crawl and discover outstanding art for you to own. When you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community with free transit passes. Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the Art Crawl. Be sure to get details at the thesaintpaulartcrawl.org. That's the thesaintpaulartcrawl.org. Hello, this is Ellen Krug with Hidden Edges Radio on Sundays from 1 to 2 p.m. My show touches people's hearts. I hear from Twin Cities listeners and thanks to podcasts from listeners across the country that the subjects I tackle, like our commonalities and our collective struggle to survive the human condition, really resonate. Join me this Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. on AM 950. Maybe, just maybe, I'll touch your heart too. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. Hey, it's Mike McEntee, and I have a show on AM 950 Monday through Friday from 4 to 5 o'clock. It's a free-form hour of news, interviews, and your phone calls. We don't do 10-second sound bites and yelling and screaming about issues. That may make for great entertainment, but it really doesn't help to solve the real problems we face. We try to get the whole story and have an intelligent discussion. We also occasionally have a little fun. Listen in from 4 to 5 o'clock on AM 950 Radio. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts. 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. With your AM950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Tonight will be mostly clear with a low around 19. Monday, less than an inch of snow is possible with highs near 36. Monday night, more snow is expected with lows around 11. Tuesday, high of 34 and low of 20. Eat local Minnesota.com's restaurant of the week is Milda's Cafe, a family-owned restaurant featuring home-cooked style breakfast and lunch with hot dish specials every day. Located at 1720 Glenwood Avenue in Minneapolis, just east of Bend. Boom, 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 Welcome to happy hour, breaking on the neon sign. Oh, that's a great tune. Ted Hawkins. Have you ever heard of Ted Hawkins, Jordan? No. Ted Hawkins is an amazing artist. He was actually uh, homeless on the streets of uh, of San Francisco when he was discovered. He's passed away since then, but he he came out with these like amazing series of tracks. Sorry, I had to jump in with that. Welcome back to Drink in the Style, a one-hour conversation about interior design, aesthetics, and related subjects. We're talking with Colleen Cleave about interior design, blended style, and visual challenges. But before we do, I'd like to take a moment to invite our listeners into the Habitation Showroom at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. This week, Easter week. April Fool's Day week, and as I mentioned, my mother's birthday week. If you mention that uh, you are a Drink in the Style listener, you can get an extra 20% off all custom order items from one of our favorite partners, Erbia Design out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Erbia product lines features some truly amazing design focused on an exceptional collection of concrete and organic designs ranging from their nickel-plated base, live-edge mahogany 
top dining table to their cement accent table tables. Uh, Erbia is so worth checking out. And as I said, 20% off on custom orders at Habitation this week. So, Colleen, you've worked in interior design and retail and visual merchandising and event planning. I mean, quite a few different areas. Tell me, essentially, what is the common thread that's uh, run through your career? I have, and I do. Um, I tell people when they ask me this what my favorite is or how they all tie together. I truly believe design is design. And the color wheel doesn't change whether you're putting together an outfit or a room or any other decor. It works the same for any design or style piece that you're putting together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that design is one of the fields that is fairly innate to a person. So you, you either have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. You are either somebody who gets it, for lack of a better descriptor, or you need some help and you need a visionary to help you with that. Are those synaptic nerves all connected in the right way so that you can visualize the space, so you can see what, what areas could be? I mean, you've done a lot of home staging, uh, single-family home staging as well. I and, have. I mean, the, the concept there, and I've seen this so many times, it's true, is that people have such a difficult time visualizing a space. They do, and particularly their own. Yeah. Because you can't unsee what you've been living in or what you've been surrounded by for however long it is. And it's, even in my own home, I would tell you that I've had people come in and, you know, close friends and say, take a look, what can I, you know, because I can't unsee what I've had for so long. So it's truly helpful whether you, you know, whether you have that vision or you don't to have somebody from the outside come in and, and take a look at it with, as we always say, as you know, fresh eyes. It makes all the sense in it, the world. It does. And, you know, and, and again, whether it's, it's fresh eyes looking at an existing space, and, and that's why so many homes these days are staged. I mean, uh, again, not just vacant homes, but, but homes where people are, you're just accustomed to seeing it. And what you see is completely different from what, you know, a fresh set of eyes or somebody who's just walking into a space. Right. In the a first potential buyer. And when we, do, when we do stage homes, and I do a lot of consulting, whether or not I actually implement the stage, I do a lot of consulting to help people. And I will literally go in and room by room, I will take photographs and then write them a script on, you know, setting a new stage for their home so that when the buyer comes in, it's not a blank slate, but it's a much more open slate for them to, you know, visualize what their potential new home will look like. That makes sense. Do you mind, what what are the costs usually for consulting on that level, and, and what are the costs for doing a full stage? How does that all break down? Right. Um, d well, a consult is pretty pretty straightforward. Consulting and walking into someone's home, I always say, allow me an hour. It's probably, depending upon the size of the home, going to take me a little bit less than that. I essentially walk through and photograph everywhere from the the curb, you know, all the way through to any any spot in the home. And costs for that, about $150 to $200, depending upon who does your stage, whether, you know, whether it be my people or someone else's, you know, we'll wrap that cost back in if we do it, obviously. If I use someone like yourself and bring in, you know, the furnishings, you know, there, I would tell you there's, there's a big range there of, you know, low end 1500 and straight and straight up so well that uh, so uh, so 150 200 bucks to have a professional come in and and give you that perspective and right. how to max i mean my god that's that's nothing when you think about the cost of it's home. not and i will tell you the realtors are more than happy to i guess i i play bad cop i go in and <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. i will never sometimes never see those people again so i can go in and and i don't you know stand there and give them the direction, but I will email it back to them. So it's easier for me than the realtor who's going to continue to work with them to make suggestions that sometimes can be taken very personal. Yeah, yeah. And it is. I mean, the realtors themselves, they've got right. to maintain that relationship. And it can be hard to, you know, to deliver difficult news. And it, it's not even a matter of, you know, the house isn't isn't that great looking. It's a matter of this is how it functioned for your family. But you need to look at it as something beyond just that. You need to look at it as right. this is how a different group of people might want to use and this space. People are very attached, you know, to personal belongings in their home and they can be very offended. So you, I always, you know, have to come straight, straight out and say from the very beginning of the consult that, 
this is not personal. This is just that you need for this potential buyer to look at this as a blank slate and make no judgment on who has lived here. Aunt Gertie's china cabinet may really have right. worked for you guys. You may have loved it, but you know, mm -hmm. a new person coming in isn't going to understand how important Aunt Gertie was. Correct. I had one this week, in fact, and uh, I had to ask him to please remove all of his beer steins because <laughs> <laughs> as precious as they were to him. Oh, that's tough. My brother had this uh, fabulous collection of beer cans. I remember that he had set up in his home office uh, when he was selling his house. And I just remember looking at it and thinking, you know, man, those are cool, I admit, but it's not the image you necessarily want to project. You need to, to give people a little, you know, you've got to strike that balance between telling them what can be done and telling them what should not be done. Right. Well, that's, uh, that's awesome. And I mean, that, that makes sense. What, what approximately what percentage of houses do you think are staged in the Minneapolis market? If you had to guess, you know, I feel like there's a direct correlation to the selling price. The, the lower end uh, homes, typically, it's a it's a redesign. We will thin. Typically, we will thin it, and they will reposition what exists. Sometimes, I, I will suggest that it be cleaned wall to wall, and be shown as a blank slate because it would be better that way. Really, as an empty it out and. If you're not going to pay for new furniture to come in, it's better at least to have nothing. I truly believe that. It's, be it's better to walk in and see the space empty if there's not any quality of furnishings that can be put in there. And when you're clearing it out, do you generally recommend, what color palettes do you recommend you start over with? Are we talking white walls? Are we talking right. tan, gray? Again, if it's in the budget, which it isn't always at that price level, uh, I like to I like to have people come in, and again, if you're going to have a blank stage, uh, I feel it's fun to put in what I call the fun neutrals. So... Some of your shades of gray, some of your navies, some of the fun colors that are still neutral enough that they play nice with everything. Tell me about wood uh, wood trim. You know, for a, a period of time, everybody was painting the wood white and enameling it. And then, uh, you know, it, it kind of trended back a little bit towards wood grain. What are you seeing? I will tell you the most popular thing that we do right now is a combination. Really? I have a lot of staircases where we're leaving, you know, potentially spindles and steps natural and we're enameling some of the other parts of it and we are marrying the two because it's a pretty big project, as you know, to mm -hmm. go in and wipe out all of your woodwork one way or the other. So a lot of people are, again, that's kind of that marrying the old and new. They're embracing the enameling and staying with, you know, be it the flooring or the staircase and keeping it natural. And it's, it's, it's a nice look. How about flooring? Are you seeing uh, uh, a lot of natural wood flooring? Are they still dark floors, carpeting? What's the future there? I feel like it's still uh, fairly strong in the planked. We're still doing a lot of the distressed. We're doing a lot of the uh, planked tile, almost like a commercial grade. It looks, it's, it's tile, mm -hmm. but it looks like wood flooring. Really? It's very... It's like a ceramic faux wood, you're saying? Correct. It's very, very durable and fits young families well, and it has, still has that look of a wood floor, which isn't always the best choice with a young family. That makes sense. Well, actually, so we've got the uh, the ceramic wood flooring in part of habitation, now that I think right. about that. Yeah. And yeah. it does. It, I mean, it is durable. It is easy to clean. It, it's a great solution. It, it does. And it, it's, it's great for... Families, I feel like young families now, you know, years ago, a big portion of your, a big portion of your income went to purchase furnishings. And now we change them up much more often. Mm -hmm. So flooring being one of those things that if you don't have to change it, mm -hmm. all the better. Without a doubt. Right. So, all right. So we, we talked a little bit about about double vision you you mentioned that you have a love of blending old and new and you know i just i love that look as as well i mean you talked about farmhouse and contemporary in the last couple minutes of this segment <laughs> as i put you on the spot sure. what are the keys in your opinion to making those looks work together i when you i will tell you this probably 80 percent of my clients when i walk in think they are a contemporary or a traditional fan mm -hmm. and I think they think they have to pick a side mm -hmm. which you and I know isn't true 
and a good amount of them don't realize that we can we can get them to play nice together and I always say 50-50 is not a good percentage. Mm -hmm. We should be at least 70-30, maybe ideally 80-20. Mm -hmm. So if you're a traditional person, we will do the bulk of your home in that style, but then we'll throw in that fun wow piece that makes actually both stand out. So you have the traditional zone for the most part, but in comes your really fun lighting, and somebody notices that, and one accents the other. So coming in, putting in maybe a farmhouse-style table, but you've got some lighting that's more you've contemporary. You've got some crystal lighting that hangs over that, you know, farm table or sliding, you know, barn door, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful combination that sometimes when you say that to a client, they can't, and that's, you know, that's our job. Obviously, we go in, and luckily, they can't visualize it, but we can go in and slowly through the, you know, progression of the project, show them, and mm -hmm. more often than not, it really works because and too much of one thing becomes invisible. That's a really great point. That's a really great point. And that way they can also express, clients can express themselves. I mean, you don't have to simply say, I am all this, I am all that. Yeah. I just, I love this door. I love the sliding door, as you said, which are still very, very popular. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? If this particular table speaks to me, it's the way to go. It is. It, it, work, it works well. That's really great advice. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break here, Colleen. That has been some great information. We'll be right back after these messages, and we'll be talking about double vision, habitation, designer rehab, and we'll be finishing off our double vision cocktail. Thanks for joining us. Back after these messages. Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor with RBC Wealth Management. For the past 19 years, I've been managing wealth for individuals, institutions, and corporate retirement plan sponsors. Throughout my career, I've seen common traits in successful investors. They include the courage to be diversified, the willingness to work with a professional, the discipline to follow a plan, and patience. I welcome the opportunity to help contribute to your financial success. Call me at 612-371-2396. And the first sentence of his email said, I'd like to stay anonymous. And the second sentence said, I'd like to donate a million dollars to the Global Good Fund. Where should I send the check? I'm Tony Lloyd, and I'm the host of the brand new show, Social Entrepreneur. If you love stories that engage, inform, and inspire, you don't want to miss it. Join us every Monday from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Downtown or Woodfire Grill in St. Paul is a perfect choice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. Offering daily fresh seafood specials, fire-roasted meats, exquisite pizza, and half-priced bottles of wine on Mondays and Tuesdays, except on Excel Energy Center event nights. Once you experience their cozy fireside dining, extensive wine list, and bar, you'll be back for more. Gift certificates available, located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking, or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. Atheists Talk is the radio show for free-thinking Minnesotans. Listen on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. Every Sunday we bring you science, philosophy, politics, and plain old fun from an atheist point of view. Visit our website at minnesotaatheists.org for more details. Tune in to Atheists Talk Radio Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's good radio without the good book. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists, Warner Stellion. Homeownership is one of the biggest financial commitments most people ever make. So why not keep informed? Tune in each week to the House Geeks Twin Cities Real Estate Show, sponsored by Bricks Real Estate, Sundays starting at noon. Kirk Dockwall and Chad Vandalot, the House Geeks, will keep you up to date on Twin Cities market trends, tips for buying and selling, the newest technology, and much more. You can also catch them online anytime at housegeeks.com. Fill my eyes with 
that is all the foreigner that we are possibly going to play on the show once and for all. Thanks we, for humoring me on that, Craig. Oh my God, Jordan. I mean, I get it. The cocktail's called Double Vision. We have to play a song called Double Vision, but I got to say, I hate foreigners so much. It's, but you know what? I gave that one to you. I gave that one to you. I appreciate it. It's it's you owe me. You can just yeah. make it up to me next time I'm sitting I'll at the bar in Mill Valley. Without a doubt. Well, welcome back to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Designer Rehab. Designer Rehab is clearance and consignment merchandise of exceptional value located in St. Louis Park. We have reached the final segment of Drink in the Style. And if you've enjoyed the program, I encourage you to visit us online at drinkinthestyle.com, where you can uh, download or subscribe to the podcast, as well as find recipes for the Double Vision and all the previous cocktails that we have featured on the program to date. Uh, also, if you visit the show on Wednesdays, uh, we will be posting the cocktails that will be featured on the upcoming Sunday show so that you can gather the ingredients and drink along with us. So, during the break, we were just remarking that the Double Vision cocktail is somewhat reminiscent of a mojito. It's not nearly as sweet as a mojito uh, overall, but it's got certain similarities. And Jordan, you were talking about uh, the use of mint in cocktails. Yeah, I think sometimes uh, there's one misstep people make when uh, getting excited to add the mint to the cocktails, the over-muddling. Uh, there's some great potent flavor that you can get out of mint, but you don't need that much coaxing to get it. And if you over muddle it, for one, you get all those bits get stuck in your teeth, uh, which we discussed. <laughs> which earlier. Colleen pointed out, yeah. it's hard to smile across the bar at someone while you're drinking a <laughs> mojito. Double check before you smile after mojito. Popular maybe in vegan circles, but beyond that, the the greenery in the teeth is just generally a turn off. And, and then the more you muddle the mint, the more kind of bitterness uh, that will come out of it as well from that chlorophyll and all that bright green uh, awesomeness. But you get too much, and then you'll have to keep adding more sugar to counteract the bitter, and then you look, you're stuck with this super syrupy drink. But really all you need to do is to smell the mint. So if it's up at the top of the cocktail, you're going to get most of what you need by smelling it. If you smell it, that's what you're actually tasting. You only Your, your tongue can only really taste so many different flavors. It's, everything else is the sense of smell. One thing you can do to kind of increase that is, yes, a gentle muddle, um, or even in say, a drink like the mint julep, you've got that nice tin, you can take the mint and rub it around the glass, or around the cup, uh, to release those oils and spread them around. But I'd avoid pulverizing the mint. You'll get plenty out of it uh, just by some, some gentle uh, rubbing or a little slap even. I mean, it is, it's a powerful herb, as, as they might say. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, you don't need to overkill or, or overdo the mint because, you know, in this particular cocktail, and, I mean, you've got a healthy sprig. I mean, this is a couple of sprigs of mint <laughs> yeah. you had in this thing. I had some fun. <laughs> Without a doubt. But it, it comes completely through, and right now we finished it, and it is, uh, it is doing its, its job. I could easily have, have put two more of these down before the program uh, had finished. So thank you for your restraint, uh, Jordan. You're very welcome, sir. A pleasure. So before we start talking a little bit about habitation and designer rehab and all that stuff, you know, I, I wanted to ask you a quick question, Colleen. Sure. I'm just curious. Tell me, you are all about visuals. You're all about design on so many different levels. Did you always <laughs> feel that this was the direction you were going to take in your life? You know, um, I would tell you, thinking about that question, that my family would tell you that the answer is a very simple yes. A simple yes? A very simple yes. <laughs> she came out of the womb and she said, you know, yeah, this delivery room is just <laughs> so cold. Right? Could we change it up? No. Um, it goes back to kindergarten. And the picture of me on the first day of kindergarten, as everybody has with their child, I have this sad face, and my mother explains the story as I fought her because I wanted to wear a different outfit on the first day. <laughs> so I feel like it really goes all the way back to that. Um, I was... Uh, probably not unlike many teenage girls in that I owned every fashion magazine. Um, at 18, I did some fun stuff, put together a fun portfolio. I was in DECA. Mm -hmm. And one story I will tell you is that my father, not too long ago, pulled out when they were cleaning in their basement. He pulled out an award and said, 
I thought you might want this, being what your business is what it is now. And I had completely forgotten that when I was in high school, I was in DECA. And when we went to state competition, I had one for merchandising for visuals. Really? Yeah. So, so you've always been called to it. I feel like I have. I went to school for fashion merchandising. And so there's always been that thread of... In a nutshell, making things pretty, I guess. Uh -huh. That's, yeah. that's yeah. absolutely awesome. That yeah. is fantastic that you've got that, that, yeah. that background. Well, all right. So here in the, the final uh, few minutes of our, of our program, I do like to open the program up to my guests and say, if, what questions can I answer for you? Or is there anything that, that you're curious about, uh, be it about habitation or Gregory Rich or uh, my chronic drinking habit? <laughs> I just want everybody to know that I named the the dogs outside the store. Just just so you know, that's how well I know Greg. You did. It was amazing. She's she's it was referring on our grand opening. We have these two giant Great Dane statues, life size Great Dane statues, in front of Habitation. And at our grand opening, we had a contest that said, "Name the Habitation Hounds." We had everybody write down two names. We at the store collected or selected our our two fa our three favorite sets. Uh, put those up on Facebook, and they voted, and your entry was the winner. The dogs' names are Havana and Tequila. I was channeling Greg, and and it paid off. So. It's absolutely awesome. We even have little dog tags. One of my claims to tags. fame, got to tell you. <laughs> it's just, of all the things you've done. <laughs> it's one of the biggest. <laughs> we're going to put that in your obit. Uh, it, it'll be there. <laughs> Colleen Cleave, you know, mother, wonderful designer, also named the Habitation the Hounds. Habitation Hounds. Uh, I was going to ask you because it's it's such a relevant question, and I've been with you since the beginning, even when we saw Habitation before it was Habitation. Um, with me having worked in visuals for the malls and seeing the way that the businesses are going with you know Amazon, internet shopping, I have a feeling, but I'd like to know your feeling on what you think furnishings and the internet shopping and how, how you see that happening yeah that is that is kind of the question in the right. industry and you know as you see Amazon and Wayfair and all those guys coming in starting to move into furnishings how do you necessarily compete and I can I can I can rant about it for about two hours right. but I will come down to this you know Companies like Wayfair or Dot and Bow and these guys have never turned a profit. They sell under market, and and you know people who are looking for deals can find the deals there. But the simple truth is this: you might get lucky from time to time finding a piece that works, finding something that does sit comfortably. But unless you can actually sit there, experience it, touch it, and enjoy it, sooner or later you're going to get stung on something that doesn't work. And good luck sending a, a, a sofa back to, uh, to Wayfair. It's not that easy. Well, I would love to talk more about that, but we've run out of time. Colleen, thank you for being on the program. Jordan, awesome to see you again. Pleasure as always. This has been Drink in the Style on AM 950. We'll be back next week, and I hope you guys enjoy your Easter and your April Fool's Day. Hey, brother, pour the wine. <laughs>